Welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. Today you're listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. We just wrapped up the Restored series. Be sure to take time to listen if you missed any of those episodes. We aren't in a series right now, but I am sharing words God is putting on my heart each week. And today's topic is shame versus sorrow. Now, you might have guessed that this has come from a little bit of my own personal wrestling. I've experienced something here recently where there was something that kind of left me feeling that ugh feeling in your stomach, right? And in these moments, whenever I feel that kind of heaviness, you know, when I say that, ugh, kind of like that sucker punch to the gut, or you have a bit of a heaviness in your stomach about a situation or a decision you made or how things turned out or whatever the case may be, I like to lean in and talk to the Lord and say, what is this? Am I carrying some shame over a mistake I made or a decision I did or something I knew better? Or is this godly sorrow? Because we hear shame talked about a lot. In fact, I wrote about it in my book. And as a counselor, I actually am considered a shame-informed therapist. I've gone through some shame type of therapy training. And I work with people all the time on breaking shame off their life. And we need to because so many people, myself included, we can be entrapped by shame and it can keep us stuck for years. And I don't want that for you or for me. However, something God's been speaking to me about is there is a good thing that can come from sorrow. I want to show that to you today, and I'm going to read you a few scriptures. The first one is from 2 Corinthians 7, 10. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. I think this verse sums up godly sorrow versus worldly shame. And I'm going to go through a few little things here just to kind of show you the differences between the two. And then I'm going to read you another verse to kind of seal the deal on this. Godly sorrow leads to surrender. Worldly sorrow leads to shame. Shame says, keep this a secret. Sorrow says, it's time to surrender. Shame stays in the dark. Sorrow is an opportunity to step into the light. Shame condemns. Sorrow convicts. And I've talked to you all about this before, but it's worth talking about again, the difference between condemnation and conviction. Because condemnation is, again, it's paired with shame. It sits heavy on us. It says, look what you did wrong. Why can't you pull yourself together? What's wrong with you? It's a mental beating and it's an internal beating and it's usually done alone. And it's these thoughts that we have on our own that we don't bring into the light. We don't bring to the Lord. We don't bring to our loved ones. Whereas conviction that can come from that godly sorrow brings change. It actually says, oh, 
I was in the wrong there. The way I've been acting, the way I've been speaking to my spouse, the way I've been spending money, mm, that's not kingdom-minded right now. There's not much fruit in that. I I think I need to change my ways. I need to surrender and I need to repent. But it shouldn't be heavy. Here's the other verse I wanted to read to you about this. It's Romans 8, 1 through 2. It says this, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, who gives life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. I need you to really tune into this first part that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But did you notice it didn't say there's no conviction? In fact, it is the love of the Lord that he gave us the Holy Spirit to convict us, to tap on our shoulder, tap on our heart and go, hey, maybe we should reconsider how you've been speaking lately, how you've been using your resources and your time, or when he talks to us about a sin in our life, a sin in our heart. Maybe he highlights some resentment, some unforgiveness we've got, that gossip we've been engaging in. I don't know, you fill in the blank for you. We all have sin in our lives. My friends, even me sitting here talking to you today, I know I have sin in my life that I have to constantly, on a daily basis, submit to the Lord and say, Father, please show me, reveal to me the sin in my heart that I might be able to have that godly sorrow that leads to repentance. Okay, I want to read to you again the verse we started out with, 2 Corinthians 7.10. You remember how I've asked you in previous episodes here to Take these verses and stand firm on them. Stand firm on this. It says, Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. I want to, you know, I like to finish these episodes by processing, giving you some time to process. So let's use this verse to process. And let's look at godly sorrow in your life that brings repentance. Another way of saying godly sorrow is you feel bad about something, right? It's that conviction. It's when you speak to somebody a certain way or you make a choice, you you engage in something that you're like, hmm, that is not a character quality I want to have. (laughs) Uh, That is not a behavior I want to engage in. That is whatever the thing might be. That's not a way I want to speak to people. I don't want to squander my finances in that way or to speak poorly about somebody that way or to yell at them in that way. When you have that remorse, that godly sorrow that says, "Mm, I don't think that that's being spirit-led or at all exemplifying the love of Christ. And so that's good when that hits us because it is an opportunity to lead us to repentance. The problem comes and it shifts into shame when we don't do anything with that remorse, with that sorrow, and we just let it sit on us. 
We just sit in that shame, that heaviness that says, you're going to always be stuck here. You're always going to make these choices. Your behavior is always going to be off. Why even try? There's just something wrong with you. Why would you even try to fix that? But my friends, don't be surprised. And in fact, this is a great thing that we have to constantly be led to repentance. Because yes, there's that initial repentance that just as this verse said, leads us to salvation, leads us to go, I am a sinner in need of a savior, Jesus, I need you. That's our first and most important thing that we need to come into repentance and receive Jesus. But then we also have to have a daily surrender, a daily repentance for whenever I say the wrong thing or I snap at somebody I shouldn't have or I think a bad thought or I, I accidentally you know, find myself gossiping, whatever the thing is. I'm going to have to daily repent from those things. You know, I remember whenever I was a little girl and even really even into my teens, I don't know why no one ever said this to me. Haven't you ever noticed those things in your life where you go, I believe something. No one's ever said anything to me about it, but somehow I received this message. I kept thinking I could lose my salvation because I would sin. I went down on altar calls, which I also grew up in being in church all the time. And I was part of a lot of revivals and things like that. So I was in church a lot. And I heard a lot of uh, messages on repentance and salvation and the evangelists who would get all kinds of fired up. And honestly, I went down for the altar call like every single night because I'm like, oh, no, I've sinned again. I've lost my salvation. No one ever told me I could lose my salvation. That was not like no one ever said those words to me. But what I, my little heart didn't yet understand was that, yes, just I am saved, but on a daily basis, I'm going to have to go and just be re- repenting of the things that come up in my heart, the sins that come up and surrendering those to the Lord. So let's process right now. And first of all, I just want you to ask the Lord and really just reflect on godly sorrow in your life. And if you're open to that, receiving it, I know it's uncomfortable. And in fact, there's a part of me that I don't know if fear is the right word, but I'm aware is the best thing I can say here. I'm aware of if we preach too much on avoiding shame because people have confused shame and sorrow. We have to separate these two. They're different. And I hope you got that today. There's a difference in shame that sits heavy on you and tells you all the things you're not and all the ways you can never add up. Whereas godly sorrow leads us to that repentance. And that's a good thing. We don't want to eliminate that. Okay. We don't want to eliminate godly sorrow. We do want to eliminate the shame. So first and foremost, just I'm curious, I want you just to process, are you open to and do you receive that godly sorrow, that conviction when the Holy Spirit comes? And then let's look at the flip side. Or are you living under a bunch of shame? And in order to know if you are living under shame, do you hear should statements in your head? I should have known better. I should have stopped when I knew that X, Y, and Z. Okay, I need you to fill in the blanks for yourself here. I should have been over this by now. Whatever that sounds like for you, if you're living under that right now in the name of Jesus, we just release that shame off of you. That shame and condemnation is not from the Lord. All right, let me pray over you. 
Father, I thank you for every listener who is sitting under the sound of my voice. I thank you that godly sorrow leads to repentance. What a beautiful thing that is, Lord. And we receive that. Holy Spirit, it's a bold prayer to ask you, but we do come and ask. We reveal the things in our hearts and in our lives that we need to feel sorrowful about. We need to have some remorse. We need to have some conviction. Highlight those things in our heart, Holy Spirit. We don't want to live with those things in our hearts. We can't afford to live with those things in our hearts. And then, Lord, I also just speak over the shame that's represented here today, that heaviness, that fear, that condemnation, those should statements, the feeling of defeat, disempowered. In the name of Jesus, we just speak that shame off. We know that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So Jesus, we just receive your peace, your grace, your mercy that only you can offer. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, I just want to encourage you throughout this week, just pay attention to that, that sorrow versus shame. Really, and I'm glad that the Lord gave me two words that start with the same letter, sorrow versus shame. I want you to start paying attention to it. Because I don't want you to sit heavy, that's for sure. And of course, the Lord doesn't want that for you either. But be willing to lean in when he does convict us and redirect us. Well, did you know I sent a monthly therapist thoughts email? I promise it's not your average newsletter. Each month, I share a personal note from me that you won't find anywhere else on the internet. And I also include my favorite finds for that month podcast updates, and a free therapy resource. Go to rachelgilbert.com, click the freebies tab, and then click therapist thoughts to join the community for free. Well, that concludes today's talk therapy episode, and I will see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.